Hello, and welcome to ASMR Tirar de Hueo. Are you hoping to calm your mind, relax your body, or experience ASMR? Dr. Andrew Michaels is here to help you. Today, we want to make sure you know how much we appreciate you. Thank you for listening and being a part of our podcast family. If you enjoy what we do, please take a moment to share your favorite episode with someone. It really does help our podcast grow. Good afternoon. My name is Dr. Andrew Michaels. And I'm coming to you with another very important, very personal, and very close-talking binaural ASMR video. Now, originally, this podcast was going to be for a very kind friend of mine who... I promise something very special too. Unfortunately, that podcast will be next week, and I promise it's a good one. One of the strangest cryptid stories you'll ever hear. A story of the supernatural, so original and so strange. You don't want to miss it. But this week, events have taken place that have caused me to change my plans. A very, very dear friend of mine, one of my closest friends in the world, is very ill right now. And I have to be honest, as we're speaking right now this dear friend is still at home luckily and enjoying the ravages of some kind of infection and is and has a fever and i can't get my mind off of it I can't stop thinking about it. And I think I need to, I don't think the word come clean or be honest with you is the correct word. I think I need to maybe give my point of view on the world right now. As objectively and non-political as I can. And at the same time, not break you down and make you feel worse, but somehow instill some kind of hope that things will get better, that they will get better. 
And I do believe right now, even as we're talking, they will get better. I do believe my friend will heal, improve, and gain their strength back. And I believe this friend is a strong soul and is going to recover completely. And that's my hope. But I think as someone you come to for relaxation and peace, sometimes it's important that I remind you that there's a human being behind this microphone, just like you. And I'm going to be 100% honest. I am beside myself with angst and frustration and fear. And it's the fear that every time I contact my friend, they fall asleep in the middle of a text conversation or a phone call and they hang up on me abruptly or they quit texting for several hours while they sleep in between the ravages of the flu and the fever. This is a friend so close that I have access to them and they have access to me and I wouldn't have it any other way. Friends are precious to me, and I hold them close to, to my heart, as I'm sure all of you do. And I fear the uncertainties of what is going on right now. And I live too far away to just jump in my car and travel to see them. I could possibly make it there and back with a few days off, but... Travel is so difficult in this current climate. Everything is so restricted, and so we're all cornered, and it makes you so neurotic sometimes. And I know some of you are angry and think that there's deceptions and conspiracies going on all over the world. But in reality, we've never encountered anything like this in our lifetimes. There's literally only a handful of human beings that were alive the last time a pandemic at this worldwide level struck that could share their opinions and their experiences. We have the history books, but as everyone knows, everybody only looks up and sees what they want to see in the history books to verify or to back up their own agenda or politics. Nobody wants to be objective and balanced and fair-minded these days. Everybody has an axe to grind and they want to grind it right down to the handle. But there's people out there right now with friends, family, and loved ones who are suffering. And all of our indecisiveness and our bickering and our attitude is hurting 
those people? When did we forget about our neighbors and friends? When did winning the debate become a win-at-all-cost proposition? Because that's all I see now, everywhere, is win-at-all-cost. And it doesn't matter who you are, what side you're on, who you represent. The facts and the issues at hand are not as important as winning the debate, shouting down your opponent, tricking your opponent with your slick maneuvers, your cunning personality. What really matters is winning and right now, so many people are winning the debate, but losing the fight. And the fight is to save our world. I think I've made it very clear my opinions on many things and frustration over name-calling and marginalizing people. Treating people as less than. When we were children in math class, we used to get taught greater than, less than, and equal. And it was a really good lesson. You had these little sideways V's and the equal sign. And it was so cool because you would take a test and you... Everybody got a hundred on it because this number is greater than that number and it was like an easy A, an easy quiz. And of course everybody knew what equal was. And the teacher would try to fool you with fractions and decimal points. But everybody knew the game. We knew what was greater than, less than and equal. And we were always proud of ourselves, weren't we? And when you hand that test, pass your quiz, one person back in the aisle, and let's all grade it real quick. And when it was handed back, everybody was asked, all those with a hundred percent, hold up your hands and your tests. And we would all hold up our quizzes and we were so proud of ourselves, the teacher knew exactly how to work us in those early days of elementary school, primary school for others. And I was always proud of myself when I excelled in my schoolwork. I lacked confidence in some ways as a child, but I knew I could hold my own in the class. It always made me proud of myself, if nothing else. But as you got older, you started to get broken on what greater than, less than, and equals meant. And you started hearing stories, whether they were true or not, myths and legends, garbage, 
science, and I'm not talking about real science, I'm talking garbage science, explaining why these people are less than and those people are less than, and why these people are greater than, and why these people are most deserving. The whole time you're learning these things, they're shoveling in this big pile of equal. Well, all men are created equal. All men are created equal. And they just ram it down your throat. It says it right there in their, the papers that our country is founded on that all men are created equal. But then you find out only men who owned land can vote. Only men can vote, and only white men can vote. And then they gave the vote to just men of color. And then women got the right to vote. So now it's, is, is it all men are created equal, or all people are created equal? No, because they didn't pass the Equal Rights Amendment. And many women participated in shutting that down. Because there's always going to be its mathematical formula, its mathematical fact. There's always going to be greater than, less than, and equal. And you need to know what side you're on. So you know your place. And believe me, by the time I got to high school... I was taught my place. The only problem was I wasn't listening. I didn't give a, a care to be quite kind with my language. I don't want to cuss or swear today. This is very special to me. I didn't give a care who thought it or who didn't like it. I knew who I was and I wasn't going to answer to anybody or have anybody put me in my place. And I assure you, it's not easy. A friend of mine told me one time, he looked right at me after I said something, and I kind of regretted saying it, but what he said stuck with me many years now, probably 20 years now or more. He said, you know, Mike, there's a price to be paid for being outspoken. And he was right. And he looked at me with some sadness in his eyes because he knew the kind of person I was. But what he didn't know was, I already knew that. I'd been paying that price my whole life. Recently I've come to understand that even though I look at the world in my own way, and I try to treat everyone a certain way, and equal and treat people decent and treat people 
nice. If people treat me nice, I just treat them nice back. And you'd be surprised how wonderful a world we could have if you just do that. <laughs> but in reality, we don't, can't be friends with everyone. So there are people that maybe don't care for that part of my philosophy or care for me in particular. It's not for lack of trying. I try very hard to get along and make friends. But uh, lost my train of thought. Lately, I've been made aware that I do have some privilege and position because of my age and the color of my skin, um, the kind of car I drive, the... Um, uh, neighborhood I live in and the, the town I live in, it affords me a certain luxury of value. Excuse me while I adjust my seating. And it allows me a certain privilege that I might not be subject to some of the issues other people are experiencing, experiencing around me. And these people, I consider them I consider them my, my fellow citizens, my brothers and sisters. And it's easy to get complacent. And it's easy to get forgetful that not all of us travel on the same path. That not all of us come from the same place. I grew up very hard. Very poor. And left home with very little money in my bank account and only my job to keep me from losing what little I had. And I went through many, many hard years of life due to my lack of or refusal to play politics, to kiss ass, to get along. And I learned I had to, in my professional life, play the game. I had to get along, I, even if I had to pretend. And I held a job a ridiculous long length of time, five years. Normally jobs like that last six weeks to six months. And I was in that job for five years straight, dedicated, a perfect employee. And the way I did it was becoming, by becoming the greatest actor of my generation. <laughs> I had a good boss, I'll admit it, and he tried valiantly to teach me his way of life and his methodology for dealing with the world, and I took many lessons from this man, and I greatly respected him. But by the end of it, I was fed up. He had taught me all he could and I was wanting to expand and grow, and I couldn't play act anymore. I had to be my own person. Luckily for me, I got out of that line of work and into a very steady line of work that offered my family great financial reward and security, and that lasted so far. There's some bumps in the road, but basically up to the present day, I've had to change jobs a couple times, but basically my career as a boiler operator, licensed operator in the state of Ohio, 
has served me well. That license that I earned as a stationary, stationary engineer, third class in the state of Ohio, has been worth a million dollars to me. And I have put three people through college now. And I've been a strong, independent person and spoke my mind way too often and still survived to tell about it. I'm not proud of everything I do, but I'm proud of myself. I have an ounce of dignity in my heart. And I don't treat people like garbage. If someone treats me poorly, they'll get a little bit back because I want them to know they should just change their opinion and here's a good reason why. But we both know that that doesn't work. Rarely works. People are creatures of habit and when you treat them poorly they just come back with more rage, more anger. The actual way to defeat an enemy is to ignore them. Literally to death. Just ignore them. Put them out of your life. Silence is a great virtue. There's a lot to be learned by that. And I live by that adage as well. There's a price to be paid for being outspoken. And there's also virtue in silence keeping your thoughts and feelings and emotions to yourself. And there's a third thing that I've learned that I live by. And that is, it costs absolutely nothing to be kind. To be kind in this world costs you and me absolutely nothing. It's free. They say some things in life are free, and that is one of them. They say lots of things, and if they could put a meter on kindness, they would, but they can't. That's why they don't like it. Love and kindness and compassion and forgiveness are all free. And I think that's the reason people hate, loathe, and get jealousy and get envious of these qualities. Because they can't own them. They can't meter them. They can't stick a coin slot on them and collect their money off of it. In these trying times, with friends and family at risk, try to find things in your life that are both kind, compassionate, and forgiving. Show those around you love 
and forgiveness. And when you are outspoken, remember there's a price to be paid, so make it count. Don't be frivolous with your words. Use them to build, not to destroy. And don't give up on each other. I know my mind is other places tonight, far away from where I am sitting right now. But I want you to know, my heart is right here with you. I can't escape what's going on in the world. I can't shut it off. I can't make it go away. And I think those of us who are empathic, caring, protective people are very shocked by what we see in the world right now. And I think it's the duty of everyone to try to get this world to change a little bit. Stop the hate. Stop the divisiveness. And stop looking down your nose at each other. Get out a math book and start looking at those problems again and how you can fix them. Start realizing what is equal in this world and what is less than and what is greater than. What is worth fighting for? What is something you can get rid of in your life and give away to make things more equal? And why are you fighting over something that doesn't matter. We all have a ways to go. I see myself growing as a human being every day, and I'm 52 years old, and I'm still learning, still growing, and still trying to define the world that I perceive around me. And there's one thing that I have some strange out-of-body unfathomable amount of juice for, and that is I will not quit. I will not give up. You have to break me in half and flush me down a sewer to make me stop. And if I can give just a little bit of that willpower to you right now today, then I will. Don't give up on you, because you are a very important person, and I like you just the way you are. And I'm not the first man 
to say those words. He said it a little different than me. And I also know now something that he knew when he said it. And I know you know it too. I won't be the last man or woman to say those words. Because there's more of us out there than there are of them. And those with a heart and a soul and love and kindness will always be greater than those who wish to destroy. So don't give up on you. And if you're still listening out there, you're not feeling well, get well soon. You know I'll always be here to help you. Thank you for joining us for ASMR Tirar de Huello. Please take a moment to share, rate, and review this podcast. It really does help. If you are interested in additional ASMR content, you may view our library of videos at youtube.com slash Tirar de Huello. The theme song, Atlantis, is by Jason Shaw of Audionautics.com and is used by permission. Correspondence, including questions or requests, may be sent to tirardehuele at gmail.com. On behalf of Dr. Andrew Michaels, thank you.